I know you. You are open to doing things differently. You want more for your children and their future than the average person, and you're willing to fight for it. But sometimes it feels so hard to break down what already is, the habits or the ways of operating that have already been installed into everyday life within your family. It's a lot harder to undo things that are conditioned into our kids or our family or ourselves than to teach them something new. So maybe it's too much TV. Maybe it's device related. Maybe it's not eating around the dinner table or bouts of laziness or good intentions without the good action or the lousy diets that you allow. It's tough to reverse course, but it's possible and powerful. So we're talking about undoing habits and opening the door to new habits that start to change everything. Let's raise them up right. You're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. And this episode is dedicated to raising luminaries. If you listen to this show, you already know that it's not about you anymore. As a leader, a real luminary, you're here to deeply impact others. I feel it too. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, a business leadership strategist and mom who's passionate about raising up that next generation of leaders. Looking at my three kiddos, I realized that I wanted to do entrepreneurship differently for them. Society is failing the next generation, and once a week on this show, we're doing something to change that. Whether you're a parent with your own little luminary or you want to heed the call of impacting those trailing you, this short but sweet episode will give you guidance and inspiration you can bring around your dinner table or into your community. You want to create your legacy? Here's where you start. Let's raise them up right. When our oldest was little, we wanted to wean him off of bottles. I breastfed up through the first year and then, you know, the we'd occasionally use bottles in between when I was traveling or different things like that. So we figured diluted juice would be the easiest way. We didn't know what we didn't know. And I thought I was knocking it out of the mom park, buying organic juice and diluting it by over half with water. But within a few weeks, a habit was formed. So he wasn't on the bottle anymore, but now he was on the sippy cup and it had to be diluted juice, right? It couldn't be water. And trying to start the day with anything but his juice in his new sippy cup led to absolute mayhem. You might be hearing this and have significantly older kids than what I was just describing, but I would tell you to stick with me because it's even more relevant for them. It is painful to face the fits or the fight that comes from a kid being broken of what they want or expect. It's so much easier to just let it be because peace. We just want peace. I can't tell you how many parents I've heard share their stories like ours about dinner time, just nightmares around the table, or wishing that they never gave their kid an iPad because now they've lost all control. Like that kid at the dinner table, maybe they'll only eat dinner while they're watching a show, or they'll only eat chicken nuggets and they won't touch a vegetable, or the kid that constantly wants the iPad for comfort or because they're bored without it. And it makes you wish you never did it in the first place but it's even scarier to think about undoing it. And although it can feel nearly impossible to reverse course on a habit that you likely helped your child establish without even knowing it, no matter their age, isn't it our job to go to battle for them despite the discomfort and the pushback we might receive? I know it sucks, but what sucks more is having a child who triggers disease in their body or sickness in their body because of the toxic food they eat every single day because it's easier than 
trying to get them to eat something clean. Or a kid who's disconnected from reality and addicted to their device as both their pacifier and a virtual reality that they're trapped in. And the reason I feel like this is worthy of conversation is because of who you are and the links you're willing to go to for the leadership potential of your child. You're not here for comfort or average. You're here for purpose and possibility. And that's signing up for plenty of hard. I can think of so many things that were just not fun to encounter as a parent. And this is no judgment. I'm sharing my own journey. I shouldn't have to put this disclaimer on stuff, but I'm going to for those who might be easily offended thinking I'm talking about them, but I'm not. So our girls both had pacifiers. And I always said I was never going to be the parent that gave a pacifier. But what I knew I wasn't going to be was someone who let their kid have a pacifier forever. But it was the hardest thing. We didn't want to take it away because it was something that brought them so much comfort. So with our oldest, I went away for a weekend when my daughter was about 11 months and we knew we wanted this nipped in the bud before they were one year old. And my husband took the passy and he was like, you know what? I know that it eats away at you hearing them just torment over not having what they want. He's like, but I could handle it. So he said, yeah, she cried for an hour and then she went to bed and she never asked for a pacifier again. Now, I'm not telling you that's the best way to do it. But what I'm saying is, We knew there was something hard on the other side of what we needed to do, but the alternative was letting them have comfort now for something that was going to be harder for them later. And that's not doing your child any favors. And that's a simple concept, taking away a pacifier, but it's relevant to your teenager that has poor habits that you're allowing to, to foster and fester because it'll be a hard conversation or they're not going to want to do it or they're going to fight you. But you always have to think into the future as a leader. What is this ripple effect leading to? What is the trajectory if they stay on this path? And then make decisions that are in alignment with that. So I'm going to walk you through just five simple things that will help you with this process. And the first one is coming back to your values or helping your child come back to your values. What habits that you or your children have that are out of congruence with those values? So the way that we had to do this in our family, because this was tough to just come up with in our head, was we ultimately did it for ourselves, but we've established it as one of the most powerful things that we gift people, which is our true north, coming up with your true north as a family and individually. So if you go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north, you can download this free workbook and it's going to become your North Star, your guiding light in how to do this. And you juxtapose all your decisions and all the things that you or your children are doing. And it's going to be really an incredible guide and make it a lot easier to discern what's right and what's wrong for you guys. The second thing is, who do they want to become? And if they're too little, what's best for them in this moment? What habits will detract from them becoming that version of themselves? What habits habits need to be adopted? right? I wanted to play college basketball, but I wasn't practicing. I was watching TV. And my dad aided in shifting that mentality by reminding me what I said I wanted, by reminding me who I said I wanted to become. So help them see and cast that vision for their future. Number three is breaking the habit and replacing it with a new habit attached to a trigger. So a lot of times we say, okay, I have a bad habit of biting my nails. I'm just going to stop biting my nails. But that, without being replaced with a good habit, makes it hard to make that switch. And the only way to adopt a new good habit is by 
well, not the only way, but the easiest way is by attaching it to a trigger. So let's say you're trying to teach your kid, I want you to brush your teeth every day, every morning. And their current habit is not brushing their teeth every morning. You can attach it to the trigger of, okay, when you get up and you go to the bathroom first thing in the morning, the next thing you do is brush your teeth. Attach the new habit to something that they do every day so that they can, it kind of clings to it and then it becomes a new habit. So, for example, if your child's habit is eating junk food or eating candy, instead, the new habit is bringing in more clean foods or vegetables. And maybe the idea is every time that they come into the kitchen to get a drink of water, they grab themselves a vegetable. You have to come up with the version that makes sense to you, but I'm just trying to help you understand the concept of attaching it to a trigger because it helps it to be more ingrained. The fourth thing is give it purpose and reason. What's in it for them? Okay, I'm gonna eat more vegetables. Why? I freaking hate vegetables. I can already hear it coming from the future teenage voice of my child. Well, what are the reasons behind eating those vegetables? What will it do for their body? What's happening in their body right now that they don't like? Is it their energy level or stomach pain or just how they feel about themselves? Like, what is it that taking this action and developing this new habit, how it could benefit them? So my son, when he was young, he had really bad eczema. And we started him on a really, really stringent supplement routine to help purge. So eczema is never just a topical thing. Don't be lied to like we were in the beginning. It's not like a go to a dermatologist and slap the steroid cream on it. That's called a Band-Aid. Eczema is your body saying, I'm trying to purge something and I'm purging it through my skin. And that's where eczema comes from. It's usually toxins that come from all different things that our kids are exposed to. The stuff in our water, in our food, in the vaccines, in so many different things. So anyway, my son's body was trying to purge all this junk and we wanted to help his body detox and eliminate it. So we started him on a supplement regimen, but some of those supplements, oh my sweet Lord, I still feel guilt that he had to taste these things. If death was a flavor, these things were flavored, death flavored. He was only three years old too, but we could help him develop this habit of taking these supplements, which he learned what a chaser was at a very young age. Here, take the shot of pineapple juice right after you take this. Mommy knows a lot about how to chase things. So anyway, what was in it for him was, Jack, you know how your body really itches and it makes you really sad and you're scratching a lot? And do you like that? He's like, no, I really don't like it. Okay, well, taking these supplements is going to help your body stop itching. So even though you really don't like doing it, maybe we can remember to do it by every morning when you have your breakfast, having your supplements first. So then you get your breakfast and it's kind of like that you know, next thing. And it's something that you do every day, but it's all for the betterment of your skin so that you don't feel that. Now that's a very simplified concept, but this works for teenagers or older kids too. So you want to give it purpose and reason and give them the internal motivate motivation and inspiration to do it. Not the mommy said you have to adopt this habit. And the final thing is modeling it. How can you model these habits? I hope you're not teaching your kids to try and eat more clean as you're not. Or you're teaching your kids to be more disciplined around their device and not be addicted to it when you are. How can you be on this journey with them and explore what taking on these new habits and eliminating the poor ones could look like? If this clicked with you, please hit subscribe. Let us know. Share it. Take a screenshot. Tag us at Eliz Hartke. 
And as always, if there's something you want to hear on when it comes to raising luminaries or raising yourself up in leadership, please let us know. We want to continue to bring you the value that you're seeking. And please, if this spoke to you, go leave a five-star review. Let us know what you're thinking, how you're feeling about it, and what we can bring to you next. Okay, as always, thanks for tuning in. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. We pick a luminary each week from our social posts. So if you want to be entered into our Luminary of the Week drawing, then comment, save, and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.